Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. It is Friday. It is time for the brightest conversation in Hamilton Radio. And to converse, to offer that conversation, a guy that... um, he is an Elvis fan. He's a big Elvis fan. He's done some Elvis impersonating, as I recall, along the way. Uh, he's also the host of the Hamilton Network on Cable 14. His name is Mike Fortune. How are you? Scotty, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I know today or tomorrow's going to be a big day for the Radleys. I'm so excited for you guys. And uh, it's been one of those weeks. It's been a busy week. And uh, I'm it's glad been a crazy I crazy week. Yeah, and it's I'm glad I got here. Say, weather-wise, it's been really crazy. It's been it, weather-wise, it's been crazy. I mean, there's been so many things going on that, and I want to get into this first. It almost seems that the city of Hamilton has, in the eyes of the public, maybe dodged a bit of a bullet with this cybersecurity thing because there's been so many things going on that I don't know that everybody has been paying as close attention to this as they might have if it was a really quiet week. I think that's quite possible, but I do think you still have a lot of eyes and ears on it. And if I was the director of information and technology down at the city right now, I don't know if I've been sleeping since last Sunday. Um, I was at an event last night. I'll tell you how serious this is. I was actually at an event last night. A lot of the the dignitaries from the city weren't there Mm. because of how serious this is and what's going on. So yeah, it's, uh, they've dodged a bit of a bullet. You heard a lot of heat in the beginning. I haven't been hearing too much of it lately, well, but I've been staying nothing. off social media. No, but they've also said very little. And yeah. I'll tell you what, there, there <clears throat> reaches a point where not saying something, if the plan is not saying something is going to not induce mm-hmm. concern or panic, we're just going to, we're going to play it cool. We're going to play it down. To me, the longer you don't say anything about this. To me, maybe as a skeptic, maybe as a pessimist, maybe as a glass half full guy, the longer you go without giving us something, Mm -hmm. the worse I fully expect that it is. I have been seeing very brief statements, but to your point, nothing meaty where it's like, here's the issue X, Y, and Z. You're right. it's, It's dragging out quite a long time, which is not normal, I don't think. Someone pointed out earlier this week that the Toronto Library had a uh, cybersecurity issue a while back, and it took months. Now, I mean, I'm hoping that even though the city of Hamilton's s- server and reach and everything would be much bigger than Toronto Libraries, I hope that's not indicative of something. But mm-hmm. I, as I say, I, I just... M- all I can, as soon as I started hearing them not say something and they went in yeah. camera, city council went in camera and had a briefing about this and whether it was legal advice or whatever else, all I remember is, yeah, you know what? Legal advice also told them don't talk about sewer gate. Yeah. And that turned out to be not great. Now I know this is different. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that apples and apples. I mean, th- this is a different scenario and there are complications, but again, the longer there is no real information, mm-hmm. my suspicious mind starts thinking this has got to be really bad if we're not hearing anything. I like the Elvis reference, yeah. by the way. That's, that's unintentional, awesome. you, you, but it works. Uh, you picked up on that. Um, here's one thing that I want to stay with that topic, but it just also shows you the level of preparedness that you need to have today in mm. this world still. Now, if you are fortunate to have the means, um, you know, we all know king is cash. I know we're going to a cashless society, but if you do have able to have a few bucks on the side for that moment when you might be in trouble, um, you know, always protect your ID. I'm not too concerned about the security breach and the fact that people could hack my phone if they really wanted to, right? They can go after my bank stuff. It's here. Yep. No different than at what they're doing with the city, I don't think, except on a much larger scale. And maybe this is just a test, too. Like, we don't know. There's so many unanswered questions right now. That's what I'm There's there. a lot. And, and, and to your point about how you have to be <clears throat> careful, we had someone on here yesterday on the show talking about, you know, how does something like this happen? And again, we don't know all the details. We don't know everything. So mm-hmm. he was talking in generalities. And one of the questions I had was, is it really possible? Is it really feasible that one staff person who simply clicked on one malicious email could have opened the doors to this. And he goes, absolutely. It Mm -hmm. could be that benign. Like there's no, now he says there's almost certainly 
a bad actor behind this thing. This is of not. Course. This yes. Is, this is not an IT failure that the whole system just had a corrupt file and has gone down. He says it's almost certain that this is a malicious attack on the city's system, but there's nobody necessarily in the city that did anything really wrong. It could have been something just a person clicking on something. But again, that tells you, you know, those, I always hate those things that get sent around at work, Mm -hmm. those video videos you have to watch and things you have to fill out about, you know, fishing and everything else. And I, I just, it's like really, apparently those things matter. It, it it really does matter. And I think if anyone is watching or paying attention, even though it has been kind of quiet, you should. And if you own a business right now. You should be going over your your. That's a great message. Technical security. What your backup is. What are your IT plans? What are your backup plans? What are your backup to the backup plans? Because I've been in the business for twenty years of telecommunications and security and such, and no one ever wants to spend the money on the security side of things until it's too well, late. Well, it's not sexy. It, it's not. It's like insurance. Yeah. You don't ever want to use it. But when it's there, hopefully, you. It, it will, I know in this case it would work, unlike insurance where you have to t- wait forever to get your money. I would strongly suggest to every CEO, I, director of IT, have, have a working partner. Don't mm. think you have to do it all on your own. There are outside companies that can help in these types of situations. And, and you know, and again, I don't want to- Call me. Get, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we don't know yeah. what is- affected in data or anything with the city, but you do, if you do let yourself wonder, all right, I'm not saying this has happened, but if you do let yourself wonder, there are, how many times does council go in camera and there are legal discussions, legal advice, there's information about lawsuits, there's information about probably the Red Hill Creek inquiry, and there is everybody in the city's name attached to their address, their banking for taxes. We don't know if any of this stuff has been affected. We don't know. And it may not have, but you realize how, how much stuff could be potentially vulnerable that the city has that a hacker could squeeze them for if they were able to get through those firewalls and protections. Mm -hmm. And again, I, we don't have any idea at this point what, I mean, for all we know, all the hackers have been able to get into is some operational servers for the public library and the transit routes and things like that. That may be all that's affected. And, and a few other things. We know there's a few other things because meetings and stuff are being canceled. So, yep. um, we don't, we don't know that this is a catastrophic, it's big. We don't know if it's catastrophic, but my goodness, I, the I, city I, needs to say something soon. Mike. I would say anything that is six days in. They got to say something. And if it's affecting such things like the library or the darts or the, or, or the bus service, et cetera, um, I would be somewhat more concerned I th- because I, that's I, just almost like a beginning of here's what we can do. Yeah. But look out. I really do believe, and I I understand that some people, some experts have said, look, you don't want to say much because if you do, you might be sending messages to other hackers about our vulnerabilities or whatever. I do think soon someone from the city, the mayor, the city manager, somebody is going to have to say something far more clear about than window dressing. What's going on rather yep. than bear with us, be patient. Fi- that's, that's, that's all that's great. Fine. Good messaging there, but wait a second. The, the moment is coming and it might be Monday. I mean, maybe it's a week after, mm-hmm. but uh, there's no way that this could go on for two or, I mean, I don't, and again, I don't know how long this thing might last, but you couldn't go on for much longer without saying something to people and giving them something. And I don't I, think. And I, I, I do think this calls for something a little bit more than just a social media tweet and a message. Oh, from 100%. the mayor's desk. Hundred percent. This requires the mayor, the director of IT, uh, the the people, the underlings below him. This deserves something a little more major. Like, let's have the microphones up there and let's have some open conversation. The the biggest one, if if the things we've been talking about, the data, the personal data of people and stuff like that, if that has not been affected, and touch wood, it hasn't. But if that stuff is not Come out and say so, because the longer you don't say anything, the more me and others, maybe you just assume, well, they must've got that stuff. 
and that, and and that, I don't know if that's fair or not. But if it's not, if that stuff is, if if mm-hmm. this is a more surface thing, if this isn't something like that, say something, tell people, reassure people, because the longer this goes without some kind of explanation, I think the more people just assume bad things, fairly or not. And again, I don't know what level this is, but another little PSA, if you will, this is a great reminder for everyone. Go out right now or the next day or so, start changing your passwords. Like I, you're, you're absolutely I right. know it's a lot of work. I, and I've worked in the corporate world where it was every three months we got the email. It's like, oh, we got to go through this again. And then you forget how to do it. And you're asking a hundred questions. And I forget my password. And you forget your password because it's all automatically locked in. But, and that's on the business side. But I'm even just saying on the personal side, folks, every few months. You know what you've just once said, a Mike? Year, we got to go to break. Oh, you know no. what you've just said, though, oh, no. that I'm hating right now, though? Oh, no. Is... I get now from here at CHML <laughs> and at the spectator, probably every three months I have to change yeah. my password. You just know it's going to be every three days now. <laughs> it could be. It they're they're going to be going to some yeah. sort of, they're going to clamp down to make sure it's safe. And it's, I can't remember any of my passwords. <laughs> I, I have them all written down somewhere. And if I ever lose that piece of You're paper, done. I'm completely <laughs> snookered. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Mike, reading a story today uh, that misbehaving, here's the headline, misbehaving school board trustees could lose 25% of their pay under provincial proposal. So the provincial government, Stephen Lecce and the provincial government are saying trustees who violate their school board's code of conduct could lose up to 25% of their pay. Let me read this. We need to build public trust and school board trustees to represent the values and priorities of their electorate, not of their own personal preferences, Education Minister Stephen Lecce said. We want to create accountability and rules of engagement where when trustees breach the code of conduct, there's accountability. And we need to set a culture where we expect better, where our leaders lead by example. Here's the thing about um, what he said there. He, He just said two, I think, contradictory things. One is we need them to follow the rules of accountability set by their board, but we also need them to represent the values and priorities of their electorate. Those two things are not always the same. The electorate and the school board do not always walk in lockstep. Vastly different. Vastly different. Of course, then you have all the different ethnicities and backgrounds and so on and so forth. And we all have different beliefs in the way we lead our day-to-day lives, especially when you get into school with 2,000 students in just one school, for example. Um, However, however, what Mr. Lecce is saying, I think, is people are noticing and people are watching, and maybe it needs to be reworded, rewritten out a little bit, who knows. Um, we, We need to remember why school board trustees are elected and what they're elected for. And I think sometimes they do go out of the, the, the of, uh, when they're coloring their picture, they're going a little bit out of the lines. From Sometimes time to time. a lot out of the line. Sometimes a lot out of the line. And I think this is just a way to kind of say, look, let's all remember what we're doing this for, as opposed to personal vendettas, agendas, et cetera, et okay. cetera. Okay. Except here's the big problem I have with this <clears throat> whole concept. And we've heard this in Hamilton. They've at times wanted to discipline or kick people. We've had people say we should get, we, the school board should be able to kick people off the board. As long as school board trustees are elected, we go to cast a vote in the municipal election, you are not an employee of the board. You no. re- you are an employee of the people. And as long as they are elected officials, I don't, ca- I mean, I do care, but I don't care if you show up at the meeting, you strip off your clothes and start playing a tuba in the middle of the, the meeting, <laughs> you should then get voted out in the next election. I'm not saying that everything should be excused, but the public should be aware of this. To me, the danger here is of giving the board control over elected officials. Yeah, this you, is not this is not how the, 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 the board chooses principles. As a result, the principles are not elected. The principles have to follow the policies of the board. Mm-hmm. But board trustees are elected. It's the people who decide if they are doing it the way they want or not. Do you even know who are... You're, you're, I think you're in HWAD, St. Mary I'm in. Yep. I don't even know who our school board trustee is. Like, and, and, and while you kind of search that up, I, I just said that to kind of prove a point. Yeah. Because we voted for someone. We don't know who we voted for. It was probably just a, a name that we recognize. I can't remember who it was. I know there's a bunch of the names out there. I think there are certain school board trustees 
who are taking this job on like they are a politician running a ward. And instead of focusing on what are the greater needs of the school board that I am representing and the three or four schools or whatever the number is, oh, this is my place to all of a sudden wave my flag and let everyone know what I think and how the world needs to be run. I'm probably going a little deep here, but I think you need to really stay and be focused on remembering you're here to help support the teachers, the janitors, uh, the custodians, I should say, the the principals, the, the students. You're here to help a certain segment. You're, you're not policy. Uh, you're not overseeing the whole the whole ward. Okay, so you're just looking after your schools. So a couple things. First of all, you did catch me because I'm sitting here thinking, yes, I did vote for someone, and I did look up their platform before voting. And I am completely on this Friday drawing a blank yeah. on the name of that person. So that's the first thing, and that's on me. And that's on me too. I couldn't tell you. Unless I hear the name, I might know. No, but the second point is, so we had in the last term of council, you'll recall, we had uh, a school board student trustee and others make claims of racism and things. And there was a big investigation. And there were some who said these people should be removed. And again... To me, as long as these people are elected, as long as the people cast votes for this, the chairman of the board or a majority of other board members should not have the right to usurp the will of the people. That's what an election is for down the road. Now, there is, of course, there is or there are things that cross the line, criminal activity. Mm-hmm. But that would be something that you would say could be done to a, 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 a city council. To anybody. Yep. Any elected No one's official. above the law. There are, there are lines that any elected person cannot cross. They mm-hmm. are not excluded. But the idea that somehow we are going to give the board power over elected people to me is terrifying because the oh, this takes any scintilla of power away from the populace, about from the residents to choose who they want representing them. You you get someone mm-hmm. who goes in there that the people chose, but whose opinion doesn't follow the party line or the populace line. And then all of a sudden someone says, we don't agree with the something you said, you're out. That That's, that's or, or we're going to take away 25% of your, your it, it, the whole, just Opening this door to me is a bad idea. It certainly it, it certainly isn't going to sit well with a lot of people. And maybe there is another way that we can go about it. Maybe this will be, this is the first press release. You get all the feedback and well, maybe we change it up a little bit and said we do this. I guess my my thought is, listen, as an elected school official, and there's a couple individuals I, I, I have in mind that really like to stir the pot. And for some reason, I don't understand why they go so far off into left field about things. You're elected, and maybe this is your stepping stone to get into politics, and that's fantastic, but remember what your role, duty, and responsibilities are. It's not for the whole ward. It's for the school board portion of it. Any other ideas that and, and thoughts that you have, you know, <laughs> it, it just gets so, so crazy sometimes. And listen, if this is what Lecce wants to do right now, hey, so be it. I, are you going to lose sleep over tonight? No, you're losing sleep over a wedding. I'm not going to mm. lose sleep over it. I think the elected officials might lose some sleep over it. It is a, again, to me, it's just, it's a, it's the open, it's cracking open a door to an idea that I think is frankly terrible. I think it's just, it's a terrible thing that we, that, what, what needs to happen here, Mike, is that if people are really concerned about this, they need to pay attention to what's going on at the school board, and then they need to vote appropriately next election, as you should do with city council, as you should do with MPPs, as you should do with MPs. This is no different. Or or you should just simply say, you know what? I don't really pay any attention to the school board. I don't know who I'm voting for. I go to the cast my vote in the municipal election. I pick a name at random. I don't care. In that case, have the province just appoint people. And, Which and, I think is a bad idea too, but you know, one or the other, but you can't have, you can't have elected people being turfed out or penalized by other elected people, barring some huge line they've crossed in my mind. No. And, and listen, I, 
I I agree, um, but it does it is something that needs to be. I think I, I I like the premise of it to some extent. It just maybe has to be um, managed or looked at in in a bit of a different way. Again, sometimes so many headlines are taken up by some of these school board trustees, and none of it even makes sense in my opinion. Just me from one person, but. Hey, let's see what happens. Mike, in Surrey, B.C., they are now doing what other places have been doing. This is sort of a creep along the way. That To Kill a Mockingbird and Of Mice and Men and a number of other books haven't been banned in the school boards, but they have been essentially strongly discouraged. In other words, if you're a teacher and you want to teach this, Expect that when you get a complaint from someone, we're not backing you up is really what it is. So no teacher is going to take a chance on doing this. I am blown away constantly by when this book and a few others, but this one in particular, get thrown into this list of books to not study that people can't see. This may be the most anti-racism book ever written. (laughs) It uses the N-word, which I understand that was the context of the day. Of the time, yeah. But it is the most anti-racist book. Who cannot read this book and say, everyone should learn something from the story here? And what are you going to do? You're going to ban the movie as well? Like, you know, well, they're, I'm, ba- uh, I'm sure it is. It's no way they're showing that at school no, if they're not allowing the book. Which is, a, which is a real shame because I agree, uh, as much as I didn't enjoy high school, the, the school part of it, the one thing I did enjoy was English and was that project of, of reading the book, watching the movie, going through, because it was just such a beautiful movie and it was so well written and it still is to this day. It's just one of those things. I, I, I guess when we get to, to canceling out books and this cancel culture, um, I, I look at it as people who are somewhat who have very closed minds, who don't want the opportunity for their kids to have to, to, to read some of the things that they had the opportunity to read, whether they did or not, that's their, on them. But why do we have to shut everything? Why do we have to worry? You flip through a book and you see one picture where there might be something somewhat inappropriate in one person's mind, but to you and I, Scott, and maybe Ben, it's not. Why are we getting to this point where we are now burning literature and getting rid of literature and people's thoughts to pass along some education through through the written word? You know, one of the um, one of the things uh, uh, this may be a uh, I may be straining the metaphor here or the comparison, but many years ago, a coach of mine in sports said, "If you never lose, you can't appreciate winning." Right, and so I understand that it's a bit of a stretch, but. When you read a book like this that has some words in it that are jarring for sure, and words we don't use today and shouldn't use today, but in the historic context, if you're going to understand why we don't do this, this is the kind of thing that explains to today's kids who, not to sound all old man, but who don't think for a second that kids of today's time are not ever going to hear that word because you get rid of To Kill a Mockingbird because they will listen to hip hop and that word is going to be there. And now it's totally confusing. Wait a second. If it's there and that's good and I'm singing along with the lyrics, Mm -hmm. the historic context to me seems like something that needs to be explained and this is one of the ways to do it. And and you are so concerned about a word that a student, heaven forbid, might read. Spend 30 seconds on TikTok and you'll hear a lot more and see a lot more than, than one N-word. So, you know, I, I think people need to to really pump the brakes a little bit on this and realize that the world is changing right now. And if you want to cancel out this, then guess what? You might as well shut down Netflix. You might as well shut down everything because all these words, all these ideas are still putting it, being put out there just in different formats. You're going to shut down the whole world? No. No, I, 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 as I say, I... I... <laughs> This is probably, well, I can say that uh, a Hamilton guy, that uh, when I was, I grew up in Toronto and a teacher that I had in grade nine in Toronto who eventually moved to Hamilton, I bumped into here, Bill Boyer. Okay. Great teacher. Great. My grade nine English teacher. What school would that have been at? That was a school called Crescent School in Toronto. Okay. And Bill Boyer ended up here in Hamilton and we, he contacted, anyway, uh, he introduced me to To Kill a Mockingbird. I've probably read it now 
12 times over the years. It's just a lovely, beautiful book. And I know that that word is in there, but it's not in there celebrating it. It's the opposite of that. It's the opposite of that. It shows you there is nobody in the book who uses that word or shows that attitude who is portrayed in a heroic light. They are the villains. Clearly, absolutely, I just, it, it, it strikes me as so simplistic. Not that we're going to use that word, but it strikes me as so simplistic that let's just get rid of this and all of our problems go away with it. I, it just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't to work. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Mike Fortune from Cable 14's The Hamilton Network. We're waking him up. He had a little nap this afternoon. Oh, and um, the coffee has not quite kicked in yet. I get it. It's, I'm it's, so sorry, man. It's Friday after a long week. I get it. And it's it's also the, 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 the time, and I guess we change our clocks. We go forward an hour this week. Is it this week or next week? Oh, is it next week? Oh, maybe it's the 10th. That's right. My apologies. So the yeah, weather- don't, don't, don't completely freak people out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, it's Sunday, March the 10th. March the 10th. We're Next in Detroit. Week. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's throwing me off because it's still even, it's brighter out around 5.30, quarter yes. 6. So yeah, I, uh, mad scramble folks. I had to get down here uh, with minutes, seconds to spare. Seconds to spare. All yeah. right. So th- we talked about this on the show, I don't know, a week or two ago, but it, I, you know, I wanted to bring this up with you because you're a sports guy. Lots of people listening are sports guys. And even if you're not into sports. I think this is one of those things that probably is of interest. Have you heard of the enhanced games? The enhanced games? The enhanced games. The enhanced games are a real thing that are in the works. The organizer, the the funder behind it um, is calling it the future of sports. The enhanced games are a... Olympic style, although the Olympics people would hate that their name was even mentioned in this, but an Olympic style multi-sport games in which any, you can take anything you want. You can take whatever, you can load up on horse tranquilizers and (laughs) take a bunch of bennies and speed. And I mean, I don't even know the names of you do whatever you want to enhance your performance. You, I mean, if it's really your thing, you can snort a line of Coke before you run the hundred meters. And we're not going to disqualify you. It is anything goes. Have we not talked about something like this in the past? I I, I think this idea has been floated around for many years where it's like, all right, you want to go so strict? That's fine. Why don't you do the complete opposite and go gangbusters? And so here we are. Here we are. I I think it will be one of those novelty things. I, I think a lot of people will tune in in the beginning. And then what my hope would be. I think it might, I hope it will give a lot more appreciation to true athletes that mm. do all the grind and all the training. You know, you're, you're I, I'm, I'm worried about the health consequences of these athletes. Well, sure. That, but, they, but they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be. And it's, it's a shame because you want your 15 minutes of fame because that's all this is going to be for what? To put a, a medal around your neck and, yeah, you're going to probably make some money. Okay, I get it. Cash is king, yada, yada, yada. But I I prefer pure sports that, again, I'm an old school. I'm a, your typical old white guy, though. So that's that's what I enjoy. I'll watch it. I'll tune in. I don't know. Are you looking forward to something like this? Seeing well, necks the size of oak trees and such? See, here's the thing. Whether I am or I'm not, and to be honest... At this moment, to me, it sounds like a farce, but I'm sure that I would tune in like everyone else would. My concern about this is we, as people, like the best. We watch movies at the, you know, we go to Broadway plays if you do or something. You pay a lot more for a Broadway play than you do for a community theater, presumably because the acting is better and it's, we don't say that the actors in a community theater are the same as a Broadway actor, athletes, whatever. When we have been exposed to the best performance, the clean athletes who may not be performing at that same level will, I'm concerned, look lesser by comparison and people will be less impressed with those great performances. Look, if someone comes along who gets himself completely hopped up on whatever 
and blows Usain Bolt's world records out of the water, I think it's going to be much harder the next time for us to be totally impressed by a Usain Bolt because we've seen faster. Oh, I'd like to do the comparison. All right. Hey, you know what? You were, you, you, you broke the world record all jacked up. Let's see what you can do. But clean. they won't make them do that because once you've, once you've set foot into these games, you can be assured you'll be banned from, or, or the suspicion will be so high on you, you'll never be able to compete anywhere else. And that's fine. But that will always be my question in the back of my mind. All right. That's great. You, you pumped yourself up full of whatever and whatever sport you're, you're the best at it when you're all jacked up. That's great. Doesn't do anything for me. There, you're going to get tons of advertisers. You're going to make probably a ton of money off of this thing. I hope the athletes get paid accordingly. Then the proper way. Um, uh, the, the, the the gladiators. Remember, the American gladiators. Did you see that expose on there on were, Netflix? There's two documentaries yeah. that are out on it. So th- something almost similar. You got these guys, women, jacked up. They're roided out. They look good. They they're having fun. They got paid hardly anything. And the injuries. The injuries, and I think you're going to see a lot of injuries in these enhanced games. Well, as yeah, well. because bodies are not designed and to, we, to to hold the muscle that you can get when you got steroids. We in. have seen what people can do on steroids. We saw what happened but in Major League Baseball. Yes, but that is the concern I have about this because in Major League Baseball, when it was Bonds and Sosa and McGuire and those guys. That was as popular as baseball has ever been because we loved watching Mark McGuire hit the ball 9,000 feet. We liked watching Sammy Sosa hit the ball onto Waveland Avenue in Chicago time after time. Yes, we got a moral indignation when it was all over, but everybody loved watching that summer of 98 and the home run chase. We did. The ratings were outstanding. Every stadium was full. They would cut into broadcasts yeah. of other news events every time Mark McGuire came up to bat. I remember being at a Tiger Cat Labor Day game at old Ivor Wynn with the pixely screen with the an update right. yeah. on Mark McGuire just hit his whatever number home run. And and so you can't but. tell me that if someone shows up and they look like Lou Ferrigno at his Incredible Hulk days and he is going to be performing in some, you can't tell me people are not going to be completely sure. intrigued. Of course, there'll be some, in, people will be intrigued. There will be interest, but I, I don't think it will last. I think it will wane. I don't think it will have the, the full impact and to have a sustained run over many, 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 many years. Like the tradition of the NHL, hundred plus years, MLB tradition of hundred plus years, the CFL, the NFL. No, because what will happen, and I do mean this, and this is unfortunate. I do, and Ben was just whispering in my ear about this, and I think he's absolutely right. And I was thinking the same thing. Somebody will drop dead, hands down, of a heart attack or of something, some injury. Somebody who's got so much stuff in them, because once you say the door is open, we're not going to test you for anything. Can you imagine, let's, let's go back for a second, back to 1988. If Ben Johnson didn't believe, if there was no drug testing, if Ben Johnson went to Seoul thinking, I will never be tested. I can take anything I want. You not think that he and Charlie Francis would have done even more stuff? Of course they would have. The only reason they didn't do more was because they knew testing was coming and you can't get caught. So you have to, you would have kept the doping going right up to the time of the game. So let me ask you this. If you're Ben Johnson, this games are coming back in. If you're Ben Johnson, aren't you going to be saying, hey, I want my medal back now? Well, different games. D- different games. I, I have a concern. And again, I, I think this will be short-lived. Yes, you have the deaths. This is just a, a 15 minutes of fame thing. And I also would like to think, you know, we as a society has, have worked so hard to get this stuff out of sports. Yes. And now you have this guy saying, let's reintroduce it, but at another level. Is this going to help the MLB, all the other, all the other leagues, or is this going to hinder them now? Well, I'll tell you where it's going to hinder it. Two ways. One is the example I gave where suddenly the clean guy, the Usain Bolt, is not as fast as the other person and we're more impressed just by pure speed. Look at that guy's, you want to say fastest man on earth? All right, you can say fastest clean man on earth, but fastest man on earth is him. That's the one thing. The other thing, now for a second, imagine that you have a swimmer 
in the enhanced games where you're allowed to be doped to the gills. You can do what, uh, literally doped to the gills. Um, in, in, and you can take whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. He or she wins, but let's say he, just for comparative purposes, he wins, but his records are not as fast as Michael Phelps' records. Now, I don't recall even a whiff of suspicion of Michael Phelps with taking anything. I don't recall that. But now, all of a sudden, in retrospect, what happens? Leave Michael Phelps out for a second. What if the current clean Olympic champion beats the roided-up, drug-infused guy at the Enhanced Games? Does not there become immediate and tons of suspicion on the Olympic champion that, okay, he's on something, he's just hit it really well? It's it's. I think anything is open for for discussion, and that's a real shame then for the clean athletes. Of course it is. Because now they're always going to be under that suspicion. Of just course. when you think they're out from under it, they're going to be dragged right back in every athlete moving forward in the Olympics. So I mean, this is a, the, the, pure, the, the example of this, and I've said this a hundred times. I don't believe in this country Donovan Bailey got a tenth of the acclaim that he should have. He got, he got acclaim. Everyone knew who Donovan Bailey was. We celebrated his well gold medal. Himself. But he always was in the shadow of Ben Johnson. And I believe wholeheartedly that there were always lots of people never quite being willing to jump on the Donovan Bailey bandwagon fully because they were fearful that... Being disappointed again. Being disappointed again, that somehow we find out that he did the same. Again, never a hint of this around him. Mm -hmm. He never, there was never a suggestion that he did anything wrong. But that shadow of Ben Johnson, people were always waiting for the shoe to drop that, oh, Donovan Bailey must have, never did. Never did. But you're, that's to your point, that the people, the clean athletes will wear suspicion if they perform better than the dirty athletes. Yeah. Well, you know what, but I guess at this point, if there's going to be this enhanced games and if that's a, a route that you want to take, then guess what? You can switch from wherever you are, go into the other league if they'll accept you, if you'll get in and... And do what you want, and hey, good, all the power to you. Sure, we'll, everyone will tune in. I, I don't think it will have a lasting staying power, though. Nothing does nowadays. Mm. Nothing yeah, has a lasting staying power either. And, you know, I mean, the other side is that uh, you may win a gold medal, but when it's all done and uh, your career is over, um, you will have testicles the size of peas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you won't be able to have kids and you'll probably have but some sort of horrible illness, which unfortunately is just the reality of people who do this stuff. Well, and if that's what you, how you want to live, yeah. then hey all, hey, all the power to you. But as you start to get older and you start to age, man, your body starts to really fall apart. Um, and, uh, you know, these, these people, God bless them, go do it, enjoy it, but it ain't worth it. I'd like to know what sponsors are going to get involved. What company is going to say, you know what, why don't we sponsor this, this, this new league where it's all about roids and getting all jacked up and doing what we can. I guess there's certain companies out there that wouldn't mind putting their money towards that, but I don't think too many reputable ones. What's I don't know. the, uh, Balco? How about Balco gets behind sure, it? Sure, why not? You know, the yeah. company, the, the lab yeah. in LA or in San Francisco. And you know what? They might. They might. I, well, there are companies that make, well, uh, 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 Andro, you know, that Mark yeah. McGuire, the, I mean, yep. those companies that have these products, why wouldn't they get involved with it? And uh, while we're talking, I just thought horrible messaging for the kids. Naturally. Just horrible yeah, messaging. Of course. Of course, but you want to know who's going to watch this? The kids. Absolutely. You, you, again, we got to go. You're telling me that a guy walks out to, I don't know, pick whatever sport and he is, he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. You're telling me you're not intrigued by that? That, cause it, it's got a cool look. It's, you know, it's a jacked up guy. It's a, you know, it's someone who looks amazing. I, I, I guess when you're that age, yeah, it's impressive. But when you reach a certain age, that stuff just doesn't impressive anymore. Uh, no. But they're the ones with the, the spending or they don't have it. They'll be bugging their parents for the discretionary income. Say, yeah, mom, oh. can you buy me some Andro? Yeah. <laughs> and, and a, and a 12 pack of syringes. <laughs> For, for, forget about all the smoothies and fruit shakes. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You just watch now. That, the, those <laughs> games, they're supposed to go, if they go ahead, they're supposed to go ahead. The plan is for 2025. You watch. There's going to be some kid four months after this, if this is like in July or whatever, September rolls around and Johnny shows up for grade seven 
at his middle school. Hi, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> yeah. Does it? He's now got a full beard, body hair everywhere, <laughs> muscles coming out. Hi, oh, Mrs. Jones. Does I'm it, here. Does it say what sports are going to be involved in this enhanced? It does say. Like anything it, it's that's. It's track and field. I'm trying to find it here. It's track and field, combat sports, as I recall. Um, trying to find the um, the list here. It, there, I believe there were five or six sports that were. but But, again, track and field is. A sport, but there's a lot. A of, lot of sports under that umbrella. Yeah, so it's it's not just going to be. Um, I, I I think it would be kind of fun to see the javelin throw. The javelin throw. They're going <laughs> to throw it out of the stadium. And what's the other one with the big some, the metal the ball? Shot put. The shot put. That's it. I think watching though that might be kind of fun actually. No, because the <laughs> the, the, the javelin throw. Someone's going to heave the thing, <laughs> and a driver outside the stadium is going to have the javelin go through his car window <laughs> and pale the door. It'll be a yeah. There you go. Anyway. Uh, yeah, hey, you want to try something, go for it. I think it sends a lot, a lot of bad messaging. Yeah, I think though that it would, I would be shocked if ratings were not enormous though. And that's an unfortunate because again, it shows I think you what it, type of society we are. Well, it shows you that we do still like the car wrecks. But well, I don't think that will ever go away. I don't think that will ever go away. I, I would agree with you on that. So, Mike, I'm reading this story today that uh, there is a new study out about the four-day work week idea, which, you know, is gaining popularity in a lot of corners. We want to go four-day work week. And, uh, but this, so this is, um, let me just read you this. So, burnout rates plummet at companies that move to a working schedule of 32 hours or less each week, according to a new report from the non-profit think tank Infinite Potential in collaboration with the Toronto-based Work Time Reduction Centre of Excellence. Only 9% of employees report feeling burned out at organizations that have implemented a reduced schedule at the same pay, compared to 41% burnout rate at workplaces with a standard 40-hour work week. When did this change? Because always until this very moment, when people have talked about the four, uh, the four day work week, it was always same pay four days, but you do like 10 hours a day over those four days, as opposed to eight. Now I'm reading this and suddenly the goalposts seem to have moved a bit and we want the same pay to do a whole day's less work. That's not, as I recall, ever what this has been about, has it? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think it has been either. However, I kind of like the thought and the well, concept of it. Your um, boss doesn't. I, I, the owner of your company doesn't. No, of course not. You, you, you walk through office atmospheres and I, I'm not painting everyone with the same brush. So before everyone gets all up in arms and starts yelling at their radio or whatever device, think about all the time that's wasted at work. Yeah. Think about it. Googling, going to the water cooler, grabbing a coffee, taking a walk, you know, just chit chat. You're still getting paid for all that. Yes. So let's just take that day out and, and, and why not? Because the people Give who are at the work. Give them the opportunity. Because the people who are at work are still going to do all the chit chatting and walking and everything. They're just going to now do it for four days instead of five and still get paid for the same. I look at this and I think but this But maybe you might be in a more of a crunch. Maybe you got to mm. get, you know, you got to get things done in four days now because you, you, you're going to waste a whole day of chatting anyway. So let's not give you that day. So here it's going to be four days and now you got to get your stuff done. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school, but I look at this and I think this is just soft. I, I'm sorry if it is, and I'm sorry. Listen, there I are, agree. There are people who have legitimate mental health issues or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm simply saying it is soft to say now, I, I'm burned out if I have to work more than four days a week. You are soft. Suck it up. Generations before you. Back, bef, you know, back in the day, farmers didn't have any days off. That's true. But, but I don't know if you can compare a farmer from a hundred years ago to an office worker in, in 2024. It's, it's different times, different types of work, different technologies have helped make things fair easier. Enough. But you not being able to work more than four days a week without your life being, you just being, suck it up, tough it out, do something. I don't think that the five day work week or a four day long days work week is I think, outrageous. I, I think instead of cutting it down to an official four-day work week, and I'm using air quotes here, mm -hmm. folks, is 
What if we opened up, open it up a little bit where, tell you what, depending on the industry and the sector, you got to work your 40 hours Monday, Sunday through Saturday, you can work those 40 hours whenever you want. If you want to work from, if you want to do all your computer work and leave messages and emails from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. because that's when you work better, go for it. Manage your time differently then, but still get the job done. What? Where did all of this come in regards to these eight-hour workdays, five days a week? Like it is a little archaic, I think. I don't disagree. And I think we need to look at changing things somewhat to catch up to the times. Yes, I, I don't disagree with that at all, and, and I agree with you. Some people work better in different formats. I, I'm not a good morning person. No, I agree. Up until ten o'clock, don't even talk to me. By eleven, guess what? I'm pretty effective. Those and, first three hours, why should I even go into the? I and do I the opposite. I, I I'll I'll work till two in the morning and be fine and be creative and be on top of things. But again, not so much in the morning. But again, I'm coming back to this idea. Until this story, until this report, the whole idea of the forty-hour work week was as you or of the four-day work week was as you described. You can flex it however you want to do it, but you're going to put in the same number of hours. You're just going to do it in longer stretches for fewer days or whatever, all of a sudden, and I always expected this was where we were eventually going to go. I now want my boss to pay me the same amount for a whole day's less work. And you know who will do this? You know who will do this? Write this down, March the 1st, March the 1st, 2024, okay. write this down. Government agencies will allow their workers to do a day less for the same amount of pay. Write it down. It is going to happen. And the rest of the people are going to say, wait a second now, I'm paying taxes, the same taxes. And now you're probably going to have to hire more people because you're telling me, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And it's outrageous to me. If you want to do longer days and fit it into fewer days, great. But there's no way that we can possibly say that it makes sense for employers, governments, anyone else to just strike from the ledger a full day of work and say, yeah, but you'll get the same. And I, I see where you're coming from and, and, and there will co- it will cause a lot of issues. I know a lot of business owners and I know they're probably just furious about this. But depending on what line of work you're in, if you can... It, are you paying them to be there for 40 hours or are you paying them for their expertise and what they know and what they can accomplish and get done? I am paying you for the latter, but, but. Like, didn't COVID show us all? You don't have to come into the studio every day to do your show. So if you, you can, can do, do it from home. So if you could do your job in two hours yep. a day. That's all that your boss should expect that you would do? Or is it realistic to say, I'm, no, I actually expect you to use the other time and do something else and be productive? Or do you just simply say, no, I can do in two hours what Bob takes eight hours. Why should I have to do more work than Bob? We're being paid the same. I think it has to be, here's the due date. Do whatever you need to get it done. If it takes you one hour, it takes you one hour. If it takes you 15 hours and four months, which it would, but here's the due date. You got to get it done by this date. I don't care how you get it done. And I, I, I think if people stopped micromanaging so much and just let people do their jobs, however they need to within the, the confines and the rules that you have to follow and the procedures within a certain company, go for it. Why not? And yes, you know what? You probably sh- should still get paid the same because you have the knowledge. You were hired for a reason. Uh, you used the word there. You said micromanaging. I'll take out the micro part. I think that a lot of places, a lot of companies, a lot of businesses over COVID learn something about managing. And that is managing means treating people as individuals. You may be able to get all your work done in two hours in a day, Bob may need 15 hours to get the same amount of work done. Well, maybe then Bob shouldn't be working from home. Bob needs to be in the office because Bob needs to have someone hanging over him a little more to push him along. And maybe Mike doesn't need to be in the office because he can just get it done. We now have tried to come up with this idea that everyone must be treated the same. Everyone must be treated the same. Look at successful coaches. We use coaches. Coaches of successful teams don't coach every single athlete the same way. No. Somebody needs more pushing, someone needs more coddling, someone needs more rest, someone needs, you know, we need 
in a lot of places, better managing. And this, to me, is a perfect example. If Mike can get his work done in two hours, well, I want to see what you can give me then in eight hours. And I, But I expect Bob then to be in a different way coming in, and I'm going to drive Bob to produce the way Mike does. And... Uh, <laughs> And again, I guess it all comes from the top of what is required and, you know, how much, what the owner wants and keep your shareholders happy, yada, yada, yada. But to your point, um, everyone needs to be treated a little. And if COVID did teach us anything, I think it taught us that you can't be that hard-nosed, crusty, in-your-face manager. You have to manage personalities and if you manage person, it's and it's been, it's proven. It's a proven fact. You you manage personalities and keep people happy. They're productive. And so, guess what? If I can do it in four days, I should be given that reward and said thank you very much. And you get the same pay. Well done. Thank you for helping make our, our company profitable. You know profitable. what? You just missed out on what's that? Because if you can do all the work in two hours, yeah, you could do all your whole week on Monday Why and not? have six days off. Why not? Why not? Because the- what is wrong with that? You know, we, we got tied into this whole 40 hour work week, how many decades ago? And it's so, it's so archaic. It is. Well, if nothing else, we got to go. If nothing else, what's wrong with that? I would like to believe that somebody would have some pride and some ambition and would say, you know what? Okay. So Bob can't do what I do. Rather than saying, I'm not going to do one bit more than the worst employee at our company, I'm going to be the best employee at our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's naive of me, but... But that's where we talk about managing personalities. Yeah. Mike, there was earnings reports from Unilever that came out the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are the maker of Dove and Axe, body spray and things like that. Uh, earnings are way up. I have a bone to pick with them. Well, and what has been pointed out though is that they have said what we have learned over the past number of months as our earnings have continued to rise is when we looked before the pandemic, during the pandemic, and after the pandemic at Uh. sales of deodorant, people when they were living at home with their family or themselves and not around strangers, not, (laughs) not having the hygiene that you might like, which I, I don't... Are you surprised by that? No, I kind I'm not. of am. I'm not. No. No. Be, so, do like all these products that you're putting into you? Yes. They're not good for you. Ever looked at the label? Read the label next time you put your deodorant on tomorrow morning. Read it. All that stuff that's going in, it's all going into your pores, all into your system. So I'm not surprised that it went down a little bit. A, you couldn't get out. You weren't allowed to. You couldn't spend money. Blah blah. All no, that but stuff. your poor wife. You still can shower. Yes. You can shower. But do you think people, if they weren't using deodorant, and maybe they weren't using it for the reasons you're talking about, that they were taking it easy on their body, but I'm thinking if they didn't use deodorant, they may not have been showering as much. I know they weren't doing it for the first reason that I was bringing up. That's just me trying to be smart. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to use deodorant every day. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you need to. I think if if you shower properly every day, you can probably go a day or two without having to use deodorant. That's my belief. Would would you would you go to the gym without using deodorant? No. Oh, there are people who do. Let I know there are people you. that do. I've stood on the treadmill. I've worked on I, the treadmill next to them. It's a it, treat. It, it, it's horrific. It's yes. absolutely horrific. I don't. I'm not agreeing with any of that. But yep. I'm saying stay clean, look after yourself, maintenance, grooming, all that stuff. But I don't think you constantly need to always be putting all this product on you and over you and in you. I, I don't disagree, but I just, I have to believe, and this is what got me wondering. I have to believe if the fact that people were losing less deodorant, if that was the only thing they were doing less of, or if we were a lot of people at home, not necessarily, you know, a shower every two or three days now. And I think if you were to do an honest poll of, of a thousand people, I think you'd be shocked to see how many people don't use deodorant, how many people don't brush their teeth regularly. I think you'll find, we're, we're an interesting society. When you, when you get behind closed doors, I think there's a lot of stuff people do that you would be like, what, you don't do that or you do this? I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, earlier today, I don't know how this got done. I won't blame my wife. 
You're not blaming your wife. I'm gonna I will ben not and I, let's save Scott here. You're not I blaming your wife. I will not blame wife. my wife, but somehow... Your lovely wife. Somehow, a day before my daughter's wedding, I ended up with a dental hygienist cleaning appointment. I, I think that is Monica looking after you and uh, saying, look, you know what? You want your teeth clean, crisp, yeah, and white. There Good is, job, Monica. There is nothing quite as exciting right before a big day as having sharp metal objects rammed into your mouth flesh. But don't you feel great? Afterwards, your your mouth is clean. No, it just fresh. hurts. Everything, everything, like it's and and I like I'm a good brusher and I'm a I Are you a good flosser. I, I'm a flossing's I'm a, key. I'm a pretty good flosser. Well, see, maybe you should up your flossing game, and then the dental visit won't be as bad. I I I think your wife is fantastic for doing that for uh, you. Yeah, I, I'm my I've, bone to pick with uh, the company. What was the company? Levers. Uh, Unilever. Um, I, I like using the Axe body spray. I'm a big fan of that one, and I th- I think my f- my scent has been discontinued, and I'm very Uh-oh. distraught about that. Dark Temptation. Wow. Yes, very exciting. Wow, I feel like we should have some Barry White music playing. I think playing we should turn you... the lights down in the studio, <laughs> get a little Barry White going. No, I, I like the dark. I've not been able How to find How did you not get a, a, a endorsement deal for that? I'm, I should, I know. I'm like 14. I, I've tried all the other- Hosts s- of the Hamilton Network <laughs> for Dark Temptation. <laughs> <laughs> Spray it on once, you'll never need it for the rest of the day. <laughs> Spray it on twice. <laughs> Look out for a fun night. <laughs> Spray it on three times. <laughs> See, we're doing their ad campaigns yeah, for that's them. That's right. Three but times, barnyard animals will be <laughs> gathering by your front door. Where yeah. were we? We're, we've got way off the rails. I don't on this know, but I, I do think yes. And Barry White is now playing in the background. <laughs> yes, it's uh, let's get it on. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sexy time here on the Scott Radley <laughs> Show. Thanks to Axe Body Spray. Yes, they need to they need to bring back Dark Temptation. Up their game there. Um, but I'm not surprised about those stats. I'm not surprised that people aren't using uh, uh, weren't using. And of course, you know people are back out. So let's spend the money on all of our grooming products. Here. Yeah, and if you're still not. So if you if you took a pass on the grooming or yeah. p- or ratcheted it down during COVID, and you have not returned to normal grooming processes, grooming processes because you think nobody is noticing, let me gently and Mike also gently be the one to point out we are noticing. Oh, everyone notices. Everyone notices. It's noticeable. Everyone notices. And and I worked with a guy once upon a time who uh, would go to work in, uh, go to the gym in the middle of the shift mm-hmm. and vigorously work out. I mean, he got the full yep. sweat going and he was of the opinion that as long as you douse yourself in enough smell. Well, no, that's ridiculous. At the you. end of it, it will usurp. It'll cover over the then natural get... body juices and scents. Let me tell you that. Putting cologne on after a workout with no shower is worse yep. than putting nothing on you at all. Because the, the chemical reaction oh, between exactly. sweat and cologne. Doesn't work. Ugh. It doesn't work oh. after a workout. And then your body's still going and overheating hours afterwards still. And the I, I, I know what you mean. But um, yeah, clean, groom, look after yourself yeah. and save some money on deodorant, but make sure you don't smell. Once upon a time, we got to go. Once upon a time, my mom got this idea. I don't know where this thing came from. And some people listening may do this. She got this crystal deodorant. It was like a, a, okay. it was like a rock, a crystal rock or something. Yeah. And it was supposed to work as deodorant. And I remember, <laughs> and this thing like was supposed <laughs> to last forever. And I remember, she, I don't remember if she bought me one or something. She bought everyone. For, and I just remember about two days into the crystal deodorant experiment, it was like, all right, I don't know what crystal deodorant is supposed to do, but it's not doing anything. Time to go back to old school. You got lots of deodorant for the wedding tomorrow? Uh, we'll find some. There will be... Are there going to be pictures? Oh, there'll be pictures. Okay, can't wait uh, to see I, them. I, I, but I, I know we have to go. I want to wish uh, you and Monica and, of course, your your lovely daughter, Victoria, and yep. her, her husband-to-be a wonderful... Dan. Dan a wonderful, yep. wonderful day tomorrow. I hope everyone is safe. They have lots of laughs. And, and don't stress out too much about the little things. Enjoy them. It's all part of the process because after the wedding, it won't even matter As afterwards. I said to Ben at the start, when we were getting going here today, uh, there are only two things mm-hmm. that I have on my list of this would be catastrophic. 
One is me walking down the aisle with my fly down. Okay. There will be a triple check to make sure that does not happen. Gotcha. And two, me taking a tumble while walking her down the aisle. And guess what? If it happens, it happens and you, oh, make, if it happens, you make it part of it. If it happens, um, you will see me soon after <laughs> on YouTube, I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, hey, listen, all the best to Victoria and Dan you. on their happy day. And to hey, you It'll be great. Mike, thanks for coming in today. Thanks Always for doing this. a pleasure. This. Enjoy tomorrow, my man. Ben, thank you for all your help today. Folks, thanks for being here. We will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. See ya. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML. The Scott Radley Show podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Radley. Thanks again for listening, and do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. It is free. You will never miss an episode. And also, be sure you rate us and review us. Whatever you think of us, we'll take it. Thanks for listening.